And you are tuning in to Why Not Sports with the homie D. Murph. So why not? Why not? Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? Yeah. Why not sports? It impacts your everyday life. Why not sports? It's more than on and off the court. Why not sports? Hey. Why not sports? D Murph. You a fool for this one. <laughs> yeah. All right, world. Y'all know I get excited, especially when I have another fellow athlete. Someone that has turned athletics to entrepreneurship, a world I have. Someone that has a very inspiring story. Someone that actually played in South Texas. Well, we was, you know, it's a small world. You know what I mean? But world. Also, Chris Broussard endorses this guest. Like, from his story, from what he's doing now. World, help me welcome Pierce J. Brooks to Why Not Sports. Welcome, welcome, welcome. Thank you, my brother. Derek, it's great to be with you and a uh, pleasure to be on Why Not Sports. Love the name, man. I appreciate why not? it. That's a Russell Westbrook term, right? Come on, man. Why but not? that's why I made sure I put sports. You know that's what I mean? Right. So that way Russell will be like, hey, D. Murph, hey, bro, like, I, 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 what are we getting that's at? That's my hey? trademark. <laughs> exactly. So why not sports with D. Murph is trademark, by the way. Checking me out, man. U.S.T.E.S.S. Something like that, man. It's been a minute, but anyway. A USPTO, I think that's what it is. But anyway, I got to guess. I'm not going to be rude. But Pierce, <laughs> this is what I do, man. I love what I do, man. And I just want you to kind of just let the world know, man, before we dive in deeper, man. How have you been, man? Man, I'm doing as good as I can do given the, the circumstances. You know, we uh been quarantined for three months now. And you know, just everybody is – I think everybody's getting over it. Um which is fine. It's human nature, but, uh, you know, some people are being a little less responsible than others. Um, you know, just this past weekend, I kind of got out the house a little bit and wanted to go to the beach and social distance on the beach. And you're seeing people, just a ton of people out there, which makes sense. But, you know, a lot of people with no mask. And right. so, you know, I just hope we don't, I'm hoping we don't have a, have another surge in the fall and winter, but you know, who knows? I'm, right. I can't predict any of that stuff, but I'm just trying to, you know, just stay in, stay in a good mental space and do my thing. And, and learn what I can during this time. Yeah, y'all heard Pierce. This is some things that we <laughs> cannot control, but it's up to us to make yeah. sure we still find ways to be productive and have a good space, whether it's mental space, uh, space of distance, and just overall positive vibes only. Right, dude, you hit the nail on the head with what we can't control. I mean, that's the biggest lesson for me over this time is just our powerlessness. You know, everything we uh, enjoyed about life, even things we didn't really enjoy, we it's all been taken away from us. So we just have to stay home. You know, um, I mean, we don't we don't really have the control and influence over our lives that, that we think we had. And in my case, you know, I was laid off from my from my employer uh, maybe a month and a half ago. And I didn't I didn't see that coming. You know, I had all kind of plans for the year. Didn't see that one. But I, I think. 
the silver lining is I'm able to start my own business now and, and really devote my time to what I'm passionate about. And, um, you know, that's the lesson I'm taking from, from right now. Now, speaking of passion, I, I got to talk about us as athletes, passion of sports. I want the world right. to know that you were a college athlete. Let, let's talk about that and your scholarship story. That's yeah. dope. I, let the world in on that, man. Yeah, so I, out of high school, I, uh, well, okay, I guess my, it's, it's a long road to even before I got to college. In, in high school, early, you know, freshman year, I was a starter on varsity and, and nationally ranked and all that. So I, I got some good notoriety. Scouts would come to games. My freshman year, um, Henry Bibby, who was the coach of USC, came to my, my practice in high school and offered me a scholarship. The father of Mike Bibby. Mike Bibby, exactly. Yes, sir. Yes, sir. And, so I, um, you know, things were just going going really well, and I was at that time I was a post player. And but well, by the way, what 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 did you play? What position you play? I was a tweener. I was three four okay. four three yep. five four four. It just depends on the matchup. <laughs> Dude, that that was that was exactly me. And um, you know, when I was real young, I, I I developed quicker than everybody. So I was you know taller, stronger than than my opponent, and mm-hmm. the coaches that I had at that time put me in a post position. And so um, I, I didn't, you know, I, I learned my drop steps, my hook shots and all, and things like that. Come but on. as the game progressed and I got older, everybody's taller than me. Yeah. And it's like, okay, this, <laughs> this, this don't work no more. <laughs> right. You know, that's it. And, uh, and so heading into my sophomore year, this coach, uh, this, this, this personal development coach was like, man, if you want to play Division One, you need to be a wing player. And so over the summer, I had to learn a new game. The game's quicker. You got to you got to handle the ball now. I'm like, mm-hmm. what is this? You know, and um, it, I, I just struggled, but I was able to kind of bounce back junior senior year and, and still get some Division One schools to offer some scholarships. I went to the University of San Francisco at a high school. Halfway through the year, my coach got fired, and um, a new coach came in. His name is Eddie Sutton. He's a legendary coach. He was from Oklahoma State, mm-hmm. and he had gotten. Um, fired by because he got his I think his third DUI in Oklahoma and he was two wins shy of 800 wins which is you know a a milestone and so he wanted to come back to finish the year and get his 800th win Uh, so we did that then he then you know he left he retired then a new coach came in he comes in sits us down says man I'm not trying to let anybody go I want everybody to be on this team and so we're like okay cool nothing to worry about Um, that summer about two weeks before school in August he gives me a call and says, Pierce, you're not going to uh, be invited back to the school with a scholarship. And that was just such a blow, man. It was the same week that, that my father passed away. So just, just a really rough time in my life. And, it, you know, if he would have let me know um, earlier in the year, you know, March, April, I mean, even, even you May. You had some time uh, to plan and prepare. Would have had some time to plan and, and find a new program. But, you know, two weeks from school, uh, I mean, in August, ha- half schools have already started or the others have you know, filled up the roster. Mm-hmm. So I had to go to a junior college and, um, at a junior college, I got a scholarship to university of North Carolina, Wilmington. I didn't have enough transferable credits because university of San Francisco is a Catholic school. And I took some Catholic courses and, you know, didn't transfer over. Then I got a scholarship to university of new Orleans. And that same summer, the BP oil spill happened where there's, you know, oil going in the Gulf and that defunded all the schools in the area. Uh, or most of the schools in the area. So University of New Orleans went from a Division One that could give scholarships 
to a Division three that couldn't. And so here I was, you know, kind of stuck again. And so, dude, I had I had sent my tape to everybody. I, I made this workout tape, and I, I, me and my aunt sent out. I mean, ma- just mailed to everybody. Here's here's me working out. I, I called every program, and just there was nothing left. Either Division one schools were had filled up their rosters, or they, you know, they just weren't interested. And so I had to look at D two. Then this school, um, you know, pretty close to where where you went, Texas A and M Kingsville. Uh, and Kingsville is just a, a town out of Corpus Christi. Yes, sir. And uh, so I went there. We had a losing season. At the end of the season, the coach says he wants to take me to take me to the airport because I'm flying back home to see my family uh, for spring break. And so he's like, uh, you know, I just want to let you know we're not going to be renewing your scholarship for your senior year. And I'm like, damn, man, <laughs> you know, again. Crazy. And yeah. I, had, I had transferred, you know, twice. And so by NCAA rules, I, I didn't have another year to transfer again to get a scholarship. And so I had to look at NAIA. And the assistant coach for Texas A&M Kingsville was like, hey, I know this isn't what you planned, but there's a small school I went to. It's great people, great coach. It's called Dickinson State. It's in North Dakota. I'm like, man, North Dakota. I don't, don't want to go out there. Right. <laughs> but I, I don't have any options, man. Right. Cold, man. Tw- 27 below, bro. Like degrees I never even heard were possible. So right. I, I get out there, and and I just loved it, man. I, I wasn't this disposable athlete that I had been everywhere else. I fell in this community. I found, uh, you know, people that care, a coach that, you know, 90% of the time we talk, we didn't even talk about basketball. We talked about life. Um, and, you know, that's where I, I gave my commencement address to uh, the graduating class. I was the first student speaker in, in their, um, you know, in the school's history to give nice. a commencement speech. Nice. So that's where I really found my passion and, you know, a life and a vision outside of basketball. So you know, the road, although crazy, really led me to somewhere beautiful that was meant, you know, for me. And I want to say a couple of things, man. When, when I hear your story, again, it, it, it's, it's, it's inspiring. It, it brings humility to me because a lot of athletes, first, you, you brought up losing your father at, at a tough time uh, in the middle of you know trying to figure out what your next decisions are. And, and for those who know me, know that the impact that my father you know has had in my life as an adult man so for you to still be strong today i applaud you for that thank you brother when someone if you don't mind let me let me me ask you about that so um would you mind just talking a little bit about about your father and the impact he's had on your life Um, so he's He's still very much in your life right now yes so i grew up uh for for the first time listeners thank you for tuning in for the avid listeners what up this is uh this is a good question, man. Oh, um, so for me, my father wasn't in my life growing up. Uh, so this is how Why Not Sports ultimately came about. Uh, I had a lot of rage. I had a lot of hurt because I, I didn't grow up with my father. I'm uh, going through you know, life. Oh, happy Father's Day. My father wasn't around. Uh, father didn't go to the games. So the only thing that really put a smile on my face or gave me any type of peace was basketball. Um. I had a very influential male figure, though, uh, in my life for about four to five years during my high school years. Uh, Mr. John uh, E. Anderson, who came in um, and, and gave me that extra boost of confidence that I needed. But uh, going into my college years, 
I made a lot of decisions, you know, on my own as a man. Um, again, my mother did the best she could. But at the same time, I wanted to grow up and kind of make my own decisions. Um, Mom had me at 16 as well. So I just had a lot of decisions I had to make and hell or high water, I was going to stick with them. You know what I mean? I obviously growing up in the Midwest, Gary, Indiana, to be exact. I'm going to South Texas. So I don't have nobody like like even if I were to call, they still, you know, hours away or a day away if you drive. So, man, uh, basketball was my saving grace. And um I knew if it wasn't for basketball, I wouldn't have had a scholarship. Uh, things that's why again, why not sports is here where we talk about the good, bad, and the ugliest sports and how it impacts your everyday life. Basketball gave me an opportunity to travel the world to get a scholarship to get a degree debt free. Mm-hmm. Right. So, um, but, I hear you, bro. That's powerful, man. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Going going on uh, four years and a couple of months, man. And similar to you, which we'll talk about when you link up with the Chris Bruzars, the Aaron Gordons. You know, I've been fortunate enough to <laughs> collaborate, and, and people know, you know, D Murph's name, which is still humbling. But um, uh, right. it was a time frame where, um, you know, again, being in leadership. Senior level management And like you said Hey Derek in this case uh, We gotta let you go Or there's gonna be some pay cuts And I'm like yo uh, I got a family You know don't don't like. But again sports like you said Taught me that Hey Murph if you don't do this You might lose your scholarship So I'm thinking man This is how the real world gonna be Ooh Yeah Yep, oh. yep, and even I mean, you, you can do you can do all you can do and give everything you have and still do well and still lose everything. Man. Come on, that, that's that's just how cutthroat the the game is at Come any on. level. Um, <laughs> Thank you. So, so Thank that and and um, I, but the the my my road of of sports, man, it's really I mean, it's not it's not black and white. I've had I've had some really bad bad people i've been around and i've had some great people who gave me really great vision and cared and that that showed me i mean it's really showed me a a lot because um it it lets me know where i want to be i culture matters to me a team matters to me i don't you know i've been on those teams that are all selfish and everybody's trying to get theirs right you know that that's cool but that's not for me i want a home i want to feel good where i'm at i want good people I want to look out for other people. I don't want other people to look out for me. Yep. So, you know, in, in the context of a any team, any company you work for, that's what I look for, man. And I, and I think it's now it's more important now than ever, as you see, you know, just again, from a uh, from a company standpoint, I, I, I have no plans of working for a company ever again, by the yes, way. Sir. I, I've started <laughs> on that team. That, that's what I'm going to do. But if I were to work for another company, one of my first questions would be, you know, how did you handle the COVID-19 pandemic yep. and what decisions did you make and why did you make those decisions? You know, if you cut people because you, you had to and whatever, you know, that's one thing. But if you just cut people as an excuse to, you know, trim some fat and you didn't lower your salary and you lowered your employees, so, you know, th- those are all things that are important to know, you know, when shit hits the fan, how did you handle it? That's leadership, you know, so th- th- those are definitely things I would want to know if I were to ever join a company again, but man, that's, that's not that's not on my path right now. <laughs> that's why you see me staying consistent. Because after this, guess where I'm going? I'm going to work. You know what I mean? But again, it is what yep. it is, man. It's definitely opening more doors to where I can connect with uh with with you, Pierce, and and just kind of fast forward, man. So 
after I'm on my own, you know, again, father not in my life, just to continue the story because you did ask. Yeah. yeah. Um, mm-hmm. You know, uh, my granny passed. Again, rest her mm-hmm. soul. Uh, end up getting divorced around the same time, man. And I'm like, I don't have sports. I don't have my loved ones. Mm-hmm. All right, God, what's up? Like, did I do something to somebody I need to know about? Cause I, I, like I said, I have nothing. Now. I, 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 I like, you know, at the time, I didn't have my family. I didn't have my granny. I didn't have basketball, you know, as well. And I'm just sitting there like, man, this, hey, this, it was a very uh, depressing time in my life. But also, I like to tell people it was the climax for me to start gaining momentum to say, you know what? Let me go back to square one. Who is it in my life that I need to maybe say I love you and thank you? I'm sorry. And obviously, mm. mom, whatever I did, I'm sorry. I love you. Had me at 16. I know we had we was two kids growing up. Maybe I've said some things or did some things to rub you the wrong way. As a father now, I'm sorry. And then that's why I said, you know what? My father came up next. And uh, since two, 2009, here we are, 11 years strong, man. Now it's 2020. And just kind of told him because he was locked up. And, uh, mm. you know, we talked about I said, man, I really don't want nothing from you. You do have a granddaughter. Um, I know in the word to say honor thy mother, thy father, to where your days will be long and prosperous. I say right now, I don't have nothing else. I, I don't see no sense of prosperity. So I'm going back into the to that, to that book. So I said, pops, I love you. I'm sorry, I don't want nothing from you. And just hey, just take it for what it's worth, man. I want to start a relationship, man. I just want to start fresh, man. I lost granny. I lost my family. I don't, you know, I just. just just wanted to say I love you and, and, and what can we begin and um, ever since then man we've uh, had some real in-depth conversations uh, I love you pops uh, episode 24 which is my jersey number by the way uh, we did an episode wow. where I was uh, very transparent showed my emotions man and, and now as a married man with more kids just a value mm-hmm. uh, and impact that it has from his words like you said, man, just speaking things into existence and just constantly sending me a reminder. Control things you can control. Emotions is one. Like you said, if the job let you know lay you off or cut your hours or go a different direction, you as the head and not the tail lender, you know, not the bar. Like like this is what he does for me, man. So it's like, okay, I can do this now. So again, I salute you, man, to still being strong, you know, having a tragic loss. Such as losing your father, man. So that's just something for me, man. If I can, you know, lend any type of support, man. As a brotherhood, I, I definitely will, and I and I am willing to, you know, constantly show support to you, man. So hopefully that does answer your question about of uh, the course, relationship man, man. That I have with my father. The the salute goes goes both way. I think, um, you know, just it, it was very. It could have been easy for you to really hold on to resentment when you know things aren't going your way and i've been down that road many times you know and what you did was you you let that go or you if you still had it you turned the other cheek and and reached out and didn't want anything but just to you know express yourself and show love and i think when we do that you know we're we're bound to be surprised by by any reaction we're in and as long as we kind of let go of the result you know he he your father or anybody else you reached out to could have you know, take it in a different way and you weren't, you, you, what you, what was important to you was just getting it off your chest and reaching out and, right. and having you know, a sense of community. And dude, that's, that, I mean, that's big, you know, so I, I definitely salute you. That's something, uh, that's something I'm kind of, I'm kind of learning, you know, right now. Uh, mm. So, um, you know, definitely something that I would, uh, you know, love to talk about, 
talk to you more about uh, because, uh, you know, I appreciate you sharing that with me. Thank you. Oh, no problem, man. That's another thing in this thing called uh, when you have a mic in your hand. I'm like, hey, you at this at this time of my life, you just going to have it is what it is. I'd rather for me to tell you first than you to dig and be like, oh, Merv never said this. Or why is he holding this back, man? At this point, I'm an open book. So, yep, <laughs> I, like I said, I've been married before. Uh, uh, my kid, my daughter from the first marriage doesn't live with me. You know, my father been locked up for 20, my first 23 and a half years. You know, mom had me at 16. And like I said, I lost the house. I lost cars. I had to start over. Went back to the Midwest, coming from Texas, met my wife there, came back, you know, to obviously Texas to be closer to my daughter. And, and like I said, the story goes on and on and on, man. So it's not like, oh, man, Murph, you just had it so easy. Now you just this guy, like I was telling you. You know, Pierce is like, yeah, you meet with all the celebrities. They know who you are. They be on your show. Oh, man, you had it easy. No. <laughs> Not even close. Right. <laughs> yep. Well, well, that's that's how we can that's how we can relate to people is through our stories, man. And, and I see this all the time with people I played with or, you know, just other athletes that I met. We're storytellers. Right. You know, we, we, we all can. What makes us um, connect is that we have similar stories and that, you know, similar experiences. But what makes us unique is you know the, the those moments throughout our lives and those uh you know the I, I guess the individual instances aren't the same as what what someone else went through you know but it's still able to well, we're still able to connect through that so that that's what we are man we tell stories we've been through it that's how we can connect with people is because we've you know we've seen we've seen the bad and the the ugly and, and the good too <laughs> um and, and we're able to persevere through all of it so yes, sir. You know, that, that's definitely something that, you know, us as athletes, us as competitors and, and, and just seeing, um, you know, a, a different, <laughs> we, we, we see, we see the world in a different way. Yes, so, we so do. We see, you know, it, it's, it's, it's the way it should be seen in a lot of ways. Yes, sir. Again, you know, you talking to a guy, uh, titled, uh, podcast, why not sports? You know, so for me, I completely understand, man. And now as a speaker. Because I know you can talk about numerous things. So when you do speak, do you lean toward a certain like direction, more mental health, more sports, more entrepreneurship? Like for someone like you, how how does that work? Yeah, um, it, it really depends on the environment. Naturally, okay. I want to talk more about um, mental health. Gotcha. But I, I really, I, I always think audience first, and so I've done um, speaking engagements for for companies, and also, um, you know, I've done my TEDx, and I've done some some colleges. But so it really depends on what what you know what's the message. One of the recent things I did was a a commencement speech for some um, for some colleges, and so that's in the context of COVID nineteen. And so I'm thinking, you know, what if I were a student? What, what would I be worried about right now? You know, when I was a student, what was I worried about? And then, and then right. combine that with, man, I can't even go outside. So right. it, I, I really, yeah, I always think audience first. But yeah, again, my I, I lean in on on my experiences, and I want to, um, I, I want the audience to get some sense of who I am and what I've been through, because um, you know, I, I think one of the things is when when I get up and, and speak, I think people, you know come away with that I can speak well that I know what I'm talking about but you know just having that authenticity is really important to get people to buy in so th those are the things I'm really focusing on for that listener right now it's about being real um, 
Pierce and I, we just spoke on, no matter how well you do, whatever results you provide to that team, to that boss, they can let you go. Yeah. <laughs> and you did all that for what? But if you was real and you was authentic, hey, you know what? That's your loss. Somebody else going to give me what I deserve or what I'm worth because I'm myself. I just want to put that out there, Pierce. I think that is important, man. You know, again, I I think people, like you said, nowadays want to join a clique or be a part of an environment that they really don't. They're really not themselves. I understand code mm-hmm. switching. I understand that, but at the same time, you got to be yourself. If you ask, and this is me being bold and confident, I'm sure you can attest to this. No matter where you've been in your life. It's going to be consistent to where the type of person you are. Right. Right. Yep. You're, you're, you're bringing all your stuff with you wherever you go. And and you have to take just responsibility for for your life. You know, um, that, that's, that was one of my biggest lessons playing sports is that, you know, I, I didn't, I did, there was a lot of times where I didn't perform well, where I wasn't meeting expectations of other people or myself you know i had some i had performance anxiety for a lot of the time i was playing that's real and i dude i tried everything man i tried praying before the game saying the hell mary i tried i tried uh you know meditation i even got hypnotized a few times man i just couldn't get around this mm. this mental anxiety that i had to let go of um to, to just enjoy the moment and be in competition I could do it in practice. Practice, I always killed. Yeah. But then the game would come on, and you know the referees and there's people in the stands, and I just man, that it always got in my head, and I thought about everything, and didn't get lost in the moment. And so, all during that time, I I just had to, you know, that at that right around the, that time, I found a book called The Seven Habits of Highly Effective People by Stephen Covey, and the first habit is take responsibility for your life. That whatever you're in right now, it, it is it is it's up to you, your decisions, and what what ha- you know you led yourself to this moment right now. And so, me really buying into that concept and saying, you know what, this is this is me. I can get myself out of this. Uh, you know, there's nothing wrong with my head. I'm able to kind of strengthen you know my performance ability. And so now now that I'm you know speaking and it's only me, mm. I don't have teammates. Right. You know, right. I'm. A, I'm up there. There's a, everybody's looking at me. All eyes know, on and, Pierce, <laughs> right? And, and um, but but I, I'm not. I'm not afraid of that moment. I love that moment, man. And so that that took work, and it took it. It took that first step of taking responsibility for, you know, what what I had been through. Understanding that, you know, basketball wasn't for me, but it taught me a lot of great lessons about life that I can mm-hmm. apply to, to to any situation. And for you now. To be able to link up with key celebrities or people that are respected in their particular craft, what do you think? I'm sure we might even have said it, but what do you think has been the difference maker in uh, your life to have people who you've looked up to or you've respected in their, you know, like I said, their genre, get to know you and want to, you know, say hello and and, and do things with you. Yeah, um, I think it first starts 
with you know just starting at, at ground zero where I where I don't know any of these people I'm not afraid to talk to anybody gotcha. so I'm a I'm, I'm a networker naturally and so I will go up to anybody and just start a conversation and it's not and, and the angle isn't you know I want something it's always uh, you know generally uh, if I go up to someone to talk to them I know about their uh, you know I know about their career I know about mm. key things they've done and so I've men- I mentioned you know I was I, I re- just want to say I really enjoyed when you did this I really enjoyed when you said this and and so that usually uh, you know just kind of levels the playing field a little bit and then nine times nine times out of ten I typically know someone that they know and then I bring that up in some way and so that also just kind of levels levels it to say like you know I'm uh, I'm not some fan coming to you you know I'm I'm, I'm, I'm around here you right, know what I mean I know right, someone right. know it, and so that always levels it up and it's usually someone that I know that it'll bring a smile to their face you know uh, so I say oh I know blah 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 oh what you know that and then and then we get into just you know, it's just a conversation now. Right. That that that's how it that's how it usually starts. You know, and then um, a, a lot of times I'm in you know several of the same circles as, as some of these people, and then a relationship builds from there. And then uh, you know, again, me me a nest, me being a networker, if I you know get their contact, I'm constantly you know kind of reaching out, just letting them know what I'm doing, and then they they pay attention and let and really enjoy my story. So that that's that's pretty much how it happens uh, across the board. It's, it's definitely perseverance, putting, putting myself out there, not being afraid to network, not being afraid of no reading a vibe, you know, not everyone's like that. Not everyone's open to, you know, continuing a conversation and building a relationship. But, uh, <laughs> That's yeah, real. That's real. <laughs> but, but for, fortunately, I, I think the people that uh, I, I'm able to, I, I just have a sense of the, of those people who are, and and uh, for some reason I'm, you know, they're, they're I just kind of, I'm I'm attracted to them. They they get a you know attracted to me, and then we build a genuine, you know, bond. So that's that's typically what happens. Boom! I hope y'all wrote that down. Like I've said it, but when you hear it from another person, like I said, y'all check out his social media, and he's gonna give it shortly. <laughs> like when when you look at the uh, catalog. Of people, <laughs> not just in sports, they're actors, actresses, entertainers. Like, yeah, uh, Pierce J. Brooks, y'all. I'm trying to tell y'all, hey, out here doing this thing. I'm telling you, man. No, I'm not just blowing smoke. I'm tell. I've seen it, and he's giving y'all some gems on how to sustain and maintain that rapport. And also, I gotta add this before the next uh, part of this show. Don't fake it either, mm-hmm. and don't force it. Please don't, because right. they, they they can sense that as well. Oh, for sure. And, and another thing is, is, I think an advantage that I had was, you know, I'm, I'm born in I'm born in L.A. and being in L.A., you just see you see, you're around these people a lot, gotcha. and the the friend the friendships that I had and the friendships you know my brother had and and just our family. I mean. Gosh, my you know my godfather's Ken Norton Jr., who was uh, a two-time Super Bowl champion. Same now linebacker for the Forty uh, ers Exactly right, and so his dad Ken Ken Norton Sr. beat Muhammad Ali, and uh, you know my my cousin was or my mom's cousin was the uh, the president of Motown, and so Lionel Richie's been around, and so uh, oh. I've I've just been in these environments since I was a kid, 
And so that mentality was just like, you know what? I belong anywhere. Nice. And just engaging with Lionel Richie and Ken Norton and all. I mean, I mean, so, just so many people in my childhood. Yes, sir. Um, I, I, I believe that I can be in any room. And that also helps me just in the corporate sense that, you know, I can be in boardrooms and talk with, you know, with, with C-level suits and, and yeah. investors, billionaires. And I can also, you know, when I worked in cannabis, I could be at a dispensary just talking with, 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 a, with a common, you know, man or woman. And so I can... I really feel comfortable in every room and that that's what's helped me. So I think it's really important to work on that confidence, understand that you belong, that you can be anywhere and you're able to talk to anybody. There it is, y'all. And the last thing I have for you, man, this is great. This is definitely something not only for me to as a refresher, but for that that first time listener, man, like, wow, I'm listening to two former athletes who know some people. <laughs> Like, okay, I might need to take this more serious and, and listen. I know now we spoke about um, you being an entrepreneur in the next level. You want to talk about that press release, man, for, for what you're about to launch, man. This is a great opportunity. Oh, of course, man. I'm really excited. I'm launching my company, Empowered Storytellers. Empowered Storytellers will feature, uh, feature athletes and, and artists, thought leaders who have taking the steps to overcome their own traumatic experiences or limiting beliefs and uh, share their stories with people experiencing similar circumstances. So, I mean, I'm really excited. It's going to be a go-to resource for all things empowerment and encouragement, um, offering public speaking for public and private, private events, multimedia content, coaching, all that stuff. There it is. Now, I know that listen like Murph. Okay, how can we find him? So can you let everyone know, Pierce, because they think I'm holding back, back your information. So go ahead. Let them know where they can find you as well. <laughs> <laughs> yes, sir. So uh, it's uh, Pierce J. Brooks pretty much anywhere anywhere you go. So if you're if you're on Instagram, LinkedIn, or Twitter, it's Pierce J. Pierce J. Brooks. I'm behind on Facebook. I need to get that going. I don't have a Facebook right now, but... Just look in whatever social media platform besides Facebook you're on. Look up Pierce J. Brooks and you'll find me. There it is. Well, well Pierce, uh, I feel a little pressure now because, like you said, all the heavy hitters might tune in to the show and be like, who? Who is this? Who is this person you was? Uh, where he at? No, but no, I appreciate you, man. <laughs> um, as a brother, as a former athlete, as an entrepreneur, as a speaker, it's definitely good to uh, connect. Iron sharpens iron. Um, I know my audience and some of the listeners will be inspired. I'm sure you will get some type of feedback when they do tune in. But, man, I, I really do appreciate you for your strength, especially around this time. Man, mental health is key. And, and, and we're limited as far as what we're normally accustomed to, but still finding ways to be productive and continue with your sanity is uh, underestimated. So salute to you, brother, and keep on doing your thing, man. You too, man. And I, I know this thing could have won another two, three hours. So I'm looking forward to being uh, to coming back. Oh, no doubt, no doubt, no doubt. <laughs> See, and that's another thing I like to tell the listeners. Like, I like to have an introduction, as far as a show, an introductory show. That way, the listeners go, "Oh, okay, that was Murphy and, and, and Pierce. Okay, cool. Now the next one in more depth. You know what I mean? And, and yep. as far as like you said, growing up with stars around you like we didn't even hit on that 
And then as far as right. when the and company we gotta, do We got to talk about Texas and all that. Oh, yeah, man. <laughs> I'm saying that South Texas. Uh, anyway, y'all, I'm married. Don't be yeah. trying to get me in trouble. But anyway. <laughs> 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 I know some of them list like Murph. You done went to South Texas, uh huh. Anyway, don't be judging me. I'm just here to provide a good thirty to forty five minutes of content to where whatever you was thinking about, you don't even have to worry about. Because right now you're looking up Pierce J Brooks. You're following him now. You're checking out what he's doing, who he's connected with, man, and, and reach out to him if it's, if you have any questions. As a former athlete, one of my teammates, one of your teammates, we're here as an open book. And looking to provide any type of gems But for the first time listeners Again thank you for tuning in I've been doing this since 2016 Going on four years man And just continuing to meet Dope people such as Peers as you've heard Very inspiring story Like I said endorsed uh, By Chris Broussard Fox Sports Radio uh, Guy that's doing great things in the community And like he said related to Great people, Ken Norton, uh, Lionel Richie, like then the list goes on and on. Like I said, check out his his social media. I, I'm not making this up. Uh, but other than that, y'all, I appreciate you. Thank you, thank you, thank you. You can find the show on most platforms as well. And if there's not a platform that you do not find Why Not Sports on, please let me know. All right, y'all. Pierce out. I know I gotta go, and I. Greatly appreciate you very much. Keep grinding. Keep the faith. Keep on